You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. All right, guys, you have all held on this morning. Like, I know we had a long service, I know we had a lot of stories and stuff, but is it God good and faithful? You're allowed to be loud here in this church. Isn't God good and faithful? Yeah, I agree, yeah. Yes, he has. Okay, so all month, our kids have been working on something, and the theme has been grit, okay? And what does grit mean? Does anybody know? Okay, just yell it out. It means, like, not giving up. Grit means refusing to give up when what? When life gets hard. Now, okay, if you are, like, over the age of seven, I'm going to need you to, like, participate with me, too. So if I point, we're just going to read that together. Grit is refusing to give up. Come on. That's right. I love it. All right, so we've been talking about God's story with the kids these past few weeks. And starting with, uh, like, from the very beginning, from Genesis, we've seen how God made a plan to bless the whole world through one family, and that was the Israelites, right? And for hundreds of years, the Israelites were actually enslaved in Egypt. They cried out to God for help, and God sent a man named, that's right, a man named Moses, okay, to face down the ruler of Egypt who was Pharaoh. Yes, that's right. All right, they cried out to help, for help. Moses came to face down Pharaoh, right? And then after a series of awful plagues, with which if you were at Roots Club, you know all about this last week, okay? There was 10 plagues that came. Pharaoh finally let the Israelites go. So this is kind of where our story's picking up today, okay? But even though the Israelites were free, they still had to get out of Egypt, all right? So As I tell our story today, I'm going to need all of your help, okay? I am going to need you to make sound effects when I call for them. Are we ready for that? Like, are you guys? Yes, okay. All right, so I'm going to give you, like, a signal when I'm ready, and I'm just going to put my hand up to my ear like this, and all y'all are going to make the sound. Now, the sound that's appropriate for the moment in the story. Don't just be making random sounds. I practiced this with Josh, and... He failed miserably last night. I was like, what sounds are you making? He's like, I don't know, sound effects. It's like, so just do your best, all right? We're a family here. It's going to be great, all right? Cool, cool. Yeah? So what's the signal I'm going to make when I need you to make sound effects? This one right here. All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah, not there. I don't think there was like parrots in um, the desert. I don't know. Maybe there was. Okay, so at this point in the story, the Israelites were all packed up and ready to go, okay? But we're talking thousands of people, like grandparents, parents, babies, all gathered up in the desert. Okay, that's good, yeah, okay. Okay, that was like a really good practice. Can we try again? At this point, the Israelites were packed and ready to go, but we're talking thousands and thousands of people, grandparents and babies, that's right. And then they were like, a bunch of herds and flocks of animals going with them. (laughs) Like only cows. I'm sure there were sheep. Okay. Oh, wow. That was a really good sheep. All right. All right. So as you can imagine, all those people and animals weren't going to move very fast. 
right? But God led them every step of the way. And as we read in Exodus, this is how God led them. And we sang about this this morning. It says, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. It guided them on their way. And at night, he led them with, is it up there? Yes, with a pillar of fire so they could travel by day or night. All at last, the Israelites came to the Red Sea and they stood and which stood between them and the land of Canaan. So can you guys, it's at, are we going to see that edge of the water right there? The Red Sea, the shore? It's coming. Oh, okay. All right, let me hear those ocean waves. All right, that's pretty good. That's good ocean waves. Maybe it was like r- r- especially windy that day. All right. That's good. Okay, you guys, are, you're warming up. Okay, we got a little more to go. You're doing great. Just keep it up. Meanwhile, back at the palace, Pharaoh is having, like, serious second thoughts because he realized he just let out his workers go. Technically, they were slaves, but, you know, anyways. He realized he lost all his workers, right? So he led an army of chariots across the desert to chase after them. And I can almost hear the chariots and the hoofbeats now. That's right. Oh, so good. Oh, wow. So the Israelites were trapped. They couldn't see, they could see Pharaoh in the distance coming after them, but it seemed like there was no way to cross the Red Sea in front of them. The Israelites cried out to Moses saying in Exodus 14, is it up there? Why did you bring us to the desert to die? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die here in the desert. So they're grumbling, right? The people wanted to give up, but Moses kept trusting the Lord. And then listen to how he responded to the people. This is Exodus 14, verse 13. It says, don't be afraid. Stand firm. You will see the Lord save you today. Do you see those Egyptians? You will never see them again. The Lord will fight for you. Just be still. And then God spoke to Moses. God told him to hold out his walking stick over the water. And when he did, the waters would divide in two. And the Israelites would be able to walk on dry ground. The pillar of cloud actually moved from in front of them to behind them all night long so that the, um, the Egyptians couldn't see what was going on. Then Moses reached out his walking stick over the sea. And all through the night, a strong wind pushed back the waters. Well, that is intense, strong wind, you guys. That is so good. All night, a strong wind came, and it parted the waters. Can you imagine that? And soon the Israelites were able to cross on dry ground. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Like you're at the edge of this giant sea, right? But straight ahead, the water just opens up and there's walls of water beside you and you can see, you can hear, you know the Egyptians are behind you and it's like, yeah, now there's a path before you, sure, but those walls of water might fall. But the Israelites kept going. They went through the sea on dry ground and the Egyptians You know what they did? They came after them. That's right. Pharaoh's army galloped after the Israelites, following them into the Red Sea. Come on. But at last, the Israelites made it through. 
But the Egyptians were right behind them. And God spoke to Moses again and told him to hold out his staff again. And the waters, well, they rushed back into place, taking away all of the horses and chariots and the Egyptians with them. Okay, yeah, we don't need to hear those sounds. That's okay. But yes, you guys can talk to your parents about that side of justice. So the Israelites were left, were safe and sound on the other side of the sea. And they were so happy that they sang a song about it. (laughs) Okay. That was pretty good. That was a good try. That was a good try. Uh, But here's actually what they sang. I will sing to the Lord. He is greatly honored. The Lord gives me strength and protects me. He has saved me. The Israelites could see that God was in control of everything. He actually had been in control of everything since they were back in Egypt. And God had made a way for them to cross safely across the sea. So they could keep traveling to finally reach a land of their own. And that's good for us to remember, you know, because sometimes life can seem really out of control, right? But even in those moments, we can hold on because what? God is still has a plan. And this is the bottom line that our kids have been talking about all month. And it's this, it's we can hold on because God is still in control. Can we just say that together? We can hold on because God is still in control. That's right. Now, we're just going to pray for a moment right now, and then we're going to hear about some stories where God showed up, okay? So, Father, we thank you for this amazing story, how you led the people of Israel out of Egypt and into freedom. God, we thank you that you are in control of the wind and the sea. You are in control of our lives and everything in this universe. And we know that we can hold on because you are there to help us. Lord, help us to remember that even when times get tough, we can trust you because you are with us. Amen. Now, some of our kids have been learning and not been given up, right? You've been working hard. You've held on. You've had grit, and you've been learning our Bible verse. So if you are going to come up and share that with us, will you just come up right now and share that verse? This is our theme verse for the month, guys. Come on up. Let's, let's hear a round of applause for these amazing kids. These guys have been learning what it's like. Hey, you come all the way around. Okay, don't drop this. They've been learning what it's like to work hard at something and not give up, even though it's hard. Galatians 6, 9, what is it? Let us not... All right. Hey. All right. Can we all just say that again together? Ready? Go. Let us not become tired of doing good. Come on. All right. Let's give this. Thank you. If you're sharing a testimony, you can just sit down. But if you're not, you can go back down. If you're sharing a testimony, just sit right here. There you go. Oh, man. That's right. God was in control, 
right? Even when they were leaving Egypt, God was in control. And you know what we can remember with that verse? That God is also in control of your life, even when you can't always see it. You might feel stuck or scared or confused, but we know that you can keep going because God knows what you're facing, right? You can trust him because he's still in control. Now, Zoe, do you want to go first? No, okay. Um, Okay, who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want to go first? So we had some amazing kids who were thinking of some things that they've gone through where God has shown up. Um, at school, I've been working on two, I did two books, um, one about squid and then one about just the ocean, and they were there was a lot of writing, and I've been doing it with the older grades. I only have Audrina, Micah, and Josh, which are my friends, only in the same grade as me, um, and then the other ones are just four, five, and six, and I think there's one that's seven, but grades um (laughs) so I kept doing it it was a lot and I held on and I did it you didn't quit even though it was hard great job do you want to go next okay you'll go last yeah at school I've been working on FSAs it is really hard for me, and I feel like giving up, but I know that I should have grit and not give up, so I'm ready to keep going and finish what I started. Come on. That's so good, Zoe. That's right. I love that. Are you ready? Yeah. Audrina. I've been working on handstands for a very long time, and... Um, one night when I was with my dad, I um, got it, and I was felt so good for it. Hey, come on. I love that. You guys didn't give up, even though it's hard. Okay, uh, yes? Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sometimes things in our life can change when we least expect it, right, guys? But God's love for us, do you know about God's love? It will never change. He loves you no matter what. He loves you when times are easy, when times are hard. And you know what? Who was the best example of not giving up? Even when things were hard? Oh, yeah, it's the classic Sunday school answer, everybody. Jesus Jesus didn't give up, and it even cost him his life. He came down to earth, the Bible says, so that we wouldn't have to die. And so he died in our place so that we didn't have to do that. And he, the Bible says that it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. But the story doesn't end there. This is a miracle of miracles and the amazing part of why we can have grit and we can hold on even when life is hard is that Jesus defeated death and the grave. And that is why we can stand here today and we can do hard things. We can learn to do a handstand. I might have to join you on that one. We can learn to do a handstand. We can do things when maybe we only have a few classmates. We can do things when they're really hard and, you know, do really hard tests or whatever life brings. Because Jesus rose from the grave. And we know that he is still working miracles today. Amen? He died on the cross 
And when we follow Jesus, you know what? We don't have to muster up enough strength to do all these things that we talked about on our own. We have the Holy Spirit with us who leads us and guides us. And we also have the family of God who pray for us and lead us and help us, you know, to stay in the ways of the Lord. So this morning, we're going to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us by having communion. Can we do that? Yes. Thank you, guys. Can you guys give these guys a round of applause for sharing their testimony? They did not give up. We're good. Huh? Yes, you're good. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, kiddos. Thank you, sound effects people. Appreciate that help today. So, guys, we are going to receive communion here in just a moment. Um, we're going to pull the tables forward, and we're going to ask you in a second to, to stand and come forward and receive a piece of bread and a, and a cup of juice representing the body and the blood of Jesus. But I just want to highlight this fact, what Kelly was just speaking to us. There is, there is no one with more grit. There is no one who's been more faithful. And as we receive communion this morning, I want to remind you that Jesus giving his life is actually a declaration to us from God. That no matter what circumstance you're going through, no matter what sin you may have walked into in your life, he's pursuing you and he's committed himself to forgive you if you will come to him. If you will come to him and say, hey, I've done wrong in this way or that way, there's a commitment that he has made to forgive you, to walk with you, to faithfully be with you in any situation where you may find yourself. So Charlotte's just going to play on the keys while you guys come forward. And so I want to invite you to stand now, come forward, receive the bread, receive the juice, the body, the blood of Jesus, and then we're going to pray together. And a real special moment for today just to, to highlight is that we're all here together today. And so I want to invite you to come with your children uh, so that we can together as families receive communion. We're not always all in here together for receiving communion. And so as you can imagine, uh, it's going to take a minute here. There's two tables, guys. So can just come forward. Jason and Christine and Bruce and Sonia are going to serve you the bread. And then you can return to, your, return to your seat once you've received it and hold on to it. We're going to all receive it together. Okay, so hold on to it and wait. And then we're all going to pray together. Savior, I come, quiet my soul. Yeah. yeah, we're all going to receive communion together today. So once you've received, we're going to ask you to, again, return to your seat and hold on to it until we're all ready together. And everything I once held I count it all as lost. And lead me to the cross where your love poured out. 
And bring me to my knees, Lord, I lay me down. And rid me of myself, I belong to you. Oh, lead me. tempted and tried human the word became flesh and bore my sin and death and now you're risen and everything I once had if you're, if you're still in need of a cup, there's more over at the table to my left. And lead me to the cross where your love poured out. And bring me to my knees, Lord, I lay me down. Rid me of myself, I belong to you. Oh, lead me and lead me to the cross. So there's been, there's been a lot today. Uh, and we asked you to, to be listening for the different people who came up. So remember, if you felt like the Lord gave you something for somebody here, a picture, a scripture, a word, we want to encourage you to share that before leaving today. Um, but we're going to receive communion here together. But when, but when we're done, I really want to encourage you that if you are aware of need in your life, whatever it might be, maybe, maybe you've got somebody who you're praying for who needs healing in their body. I know that there's that among us here today. Or maybe you're here and you need healing in your body. Or maybe you're in need of a financial miracle, or maybe you're in need of uh, joy or peace, or whatever the need might be that you're feeling very aware of this morning. I want to encourage you to, to, to turn to somebody who you trust and say, will you pray for me? There's something really powerful in this posture of just saying, I'm in need, will you pray for me? And so, so as we close, I just wanted to say that on the front end, encourage you to engage with that. Okay, But here we, here we hold this bread, and it's Jesus said on the night before he was crucified, when he first did this, he said, this is my body given for you. There's something profound that God actually came in a human body. It was such a declaration of his commitment of faithfulness to us to reveal himself, to show us who he is and what he's like. And so I say to you, Jesus' body given for you, take and eat. And after giving of the bread, he took a cup. And he said, this is the blood of a new covenant. A covenant is a promise. A covenant, covenant is a commitment, not just like a contract. It's a commitment of yourself to another person. And he's saying, this is the blood of a new covenant that I am pouring out. He was, he was, he was foretelling what was going to happen the next day. He's going to pour out his blood. And it said the covenant was for this, for the forgiveness of sins. 
What that means is that whatever you've done, whatever, whatever sin you know is in your life, ways you're not right with God, that he has committed himself, poured out his own blood, that you can come to him. And he is faithfully committed to forgive you. And so I say to you, Jesus' blood shed for you, take and drink. And Lord, we just collectively here today say thank you to use the word that was in what Kelly shared for the grit that you've displayed to us, that you don't give up on us, that you are faithfully committed to us. You're for us. You're always working in every season, in every situation, in any circumstance, and even in our our darkest sin, you're reaching out. And we say thank you, Jesus. We say thank you for who you are and what you've done. Make it real to us again today in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, you are free to go, but I encourage you, if you have a need, ask for prayer. If you had a word or a picture for somebody, share it. Make sure to get a hug, say hello, and have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for listening to the LifeTree Church Sermon of the Week. At LifeTree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about LifeTree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.